0: Hi everyone, it's Paula Diana and this is Unleashed The Game Changers. Thank you for being back here with me today. Our guest is a dear friend of mine and also a successful entrepreneur. She comes from Hong Kong and Macau but now she lives in London and she's a jewelry designer. I love her taste and I know she went through a lot in her life and she succeeded. So today I'm here with her because I hope she will inspire you sharing her story. Thank you, Sarah Ho, for being here.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Paula, for having me. It's a, amazing. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh,
0: I hope you like Unleashed, and I hope uh, you are happy to be one of our guests because I think you are a game changer as well, because you come from a tradition that Chinese uh, culture that is uh, quite conservative, we can say that. Mm -hmm. And uh, you became such a modern woman, wife and entrepreneur and you live now in London. So you really disrupted a lot of traditions, correct?
1: Yeah, I guess you could say that. Uh, Thank you so much. Um, I mean, it was, like I said, it was difficult growing up in Hong Kong and Macau. And, you know, I think also I grew up with quite strange circumstances, you know, with my parents passing away when I was very young.
0: Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about that <laughs> as well. No, I'm happy you want to share this part of your life because I, I know it must have been very difficult for you. How old were you when it happened? I was
1: two and a half, three years old. So I was very young. Um, but you know, sometimes I think in a way, could that have been a blessing? Because in a way, what you don't know don't hurt you. So although I yeah. grew up, you know, knowing that I should have parents, you know, because I see all my friends have parents <laughs> and of people course, around me. But what does it really mean to have parents? You know, I, I literally don't have a benchmark. I have no idea what that feels like. Because
0: you don't remember anything.
1: Don't remember anything. You know, I was so young. But you what know. happened to them? Um, they had a car accident. So we were, my sister and I were in Portugal with my parents. They were there just for a little break, uh, recovering, because my dad had a, an accident, Funny enough, just the month before in New York. So they were having some quiet time and my parents went out for dinner and um, they tucked us in bed good night and that was it. So we were woken up in the middle of the night um, by I don't really remember who (laughs) and then uh, and we were literally packed up and took the first flight back to Hong Kong and that was it. That's terrible. <laughs> Which is very hard because, like oh. you said, you know, when you're that age, you don't really understand what's happened. And I think for quite a few years, I didn't really understand what had happened, of course. except just from people telling me, you know, that you know your parents have passed away. But really, I'm still you confused. You I did not really ha- realize
0: no. what was was the meaning of no, passing no. away. I guess
1: exactly. So i think that's why for you know for a number of years you know although you don't think you know it you know it bothers you but i guess it really does and you know the one thing you yearn more than anything in the world is to know what it feels like to mm-hmm. be loved by you know by your mum and dad which is something that every other person take it for granted because you're born with it so you never really kind of even think sure. about not having them around
0: and your father was quite an important person, right, in Hong Kong Yes, yes,
1: absolutely, absolutely. So he was helping my grandfather with the family business, um, because
0: so, you come from a very important family in Macau, correct?
1: Yes, yes, Hong Kong and Macau.
0: Because your grandfather, uh, what he did, which kind of uh, enterprise? Um,
1: so from? we, his, the main family business is casinos. So that's um, that's a main part. But obviously, we have real estates as well. Um, and you know, my grandfather does a lot of charity work. He's very well respected. Um, so you know, as a family, we are a very important family. In Hong Kong and Macau, sure. um, so I think also with that, it's always not easy, you know, being growing up with just having that image around you.
0: I mean, from one po- point, you are lucky, of course, because uh, you you born in a very wealthy family, and your grandfather he, he did everything by himself. He started yes, from nothing. Yes,
1: absolutely, yes. So everything he did, um, he did it himself, and that's something I really admire him for of course. you know it's the biggest lesson he ever taught me when I was young um, was you have to keep studying and you just have to work hard and I always remember that because you know like I said growing up you know I was very alone as a child you know and I never really kind of understood the purpose of me being there but I just kept saying to myself that you know one day my life will change and I just need to keep on studying and that was my focus and sometimes I don't even know, you know, maybe I had my guardian angels around me. You know, maybe my parents were around sure. me because I knew things I didn't even know how I could have known when I was little. You know, I knew one day my life would change and I knew that I couldn't give up because, you know, so often when your life is, you know, it's like that, you, you can't really see a way out. And, sure. and when you're a child, three, Four five years old, even when I was up to seven eight years, you know, I always think, well, you know, what have I done to deserve this? You know, I grew up my whole life, learning, saying that, you know, if you do good, good things happen to you, and if you do bad, bad things happen to you. But what have I done wrong? I'm a child, you know. Why nothing, did I deserve nothing.
0: this? This is just <laughs> destiny. Unfortunately, it's destiny.
1: So what can you do? You know, you could either just sit there. And feel sorry for yourself, you know, or you get up and you do something about it. And so,
0: who helped you going through this period of your time? Your grandfather, your aunties? Can you tell me a little bit more who was supportive for you? Um, your sister?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was Yeah, I had my sister with me the whole time. Um, so, we were always together um my I was my grandmother technically looked after us um so we were there with her all the time my grandfather was very busy so he was very often at work um so my grandmother and I actually had my auntie um my aunt Deborah who was my guardian and to be honest she was only 18 years old (laughs) at Ah, the time she was very young as well I mean how she could have just kind of taken on two little you know two tiny little children and literally that was it and she you know got up and took care of us so i was very lucky to have her um because obviously on top of everything else my grandmother was not very well um she had an accident herself so she had lost partial memory Aww. so she was there with us and she took care of us it was very difficult growing up sure. with that especially when you're young children you know used to be very afraid of her you know because sometimes you know she would remember sometimes she wouldn't you know it's
0: just yeah, it, it it's, must it's, be very
1: yeah so, so it's, it's difficult you know i think for us as a family you know it was a it was not easy and i think you know in the outside it looks like everything yeah, is rosy thought you had everything, <laughs> and everything but actually... is perfect and probably, you know, everything just comes to me easily. But, you know, what I've learned is that it doesn't matter what, what you're born with. You know, everyone has problems and everyone goes through
0: yes.
1: different stages and different challenges of their lives. Um, and, you know, you just have to learn from it and grow from it and you know and be able to get up because you know i think that's the most important thing and i don't think that what happened to me is probably worse than what happened to other people i'm sure if i have a conversation with everyone Everyone else
0: uh, exactly
1: everyone has been through something in their life no one's life is perfect
0: but definitely having problems when you're a child uh, it's more difficult this is what i i I think Uh, so your challenges at the beginning were definitely higher
1: definitely definitely i mean i'm not going to lie you know it was not easy and you know bless my family it wasn't easy for them you know can you imagine having you know that happen to you is not easy. First of all, now that I'm a mother, I can completely relate to my grandmother. You know, losing your son must have been losing a child is probably the hardest thing any mother yeah, could I, do. I, I
0: can't even imagine. I, you exactly. know, in, usually <laughs> in every language there's not even a word to describe a mother yeah. who loses a child. I think in Chinese is the same, right? Yeah, in Italian there's everything. no word, in English there's no word.
1: So you can imagine the pain yeah. she was living with daily. He was and the only uh, son, right? He was the only son on our side of the family. And I guess the worst thing was that I am the splitting image of my father. Like, really, I'm like the female version of him. Oh, yeah. So can you imagine that she was then have this daily reminder of her son just by looking at me? You know, it's like she it could never escape. She could never escape, you know, this this nightmare so it's really hard and you know it was a huge huge strain and how my family kind of you know cope with it and lived with it
0: but how did the accident happen i mean it was complete casualty
1: well, yeah we we have no idea yeah so i think it was you know they were driving late at night it is um um a, a truck went into into them and so unfortunately yeah oh my
0: god but anyway, you survived to this, you know, childhood. And then when did you started uh, thinking about coming to London to live? Because you started in Hong Kong, right? Yes.
1: yes. So you I grew, grew up, up in, in um, Macau, actually. So I was born okay. in Hong Kong and I grew up in Macau and I went to school there. And when I was 11, it was time for me to go to boarding school in England because it was just a normal routine with my family uh everyone went.
0: It is quite early for me, (laughs) but I know conservative (laughs) families especially even here in the UK think uh, that's the right age.
1: Yes yeah I mean to be honest I was very happy it was I knew that was the day when it meant my life would change and I was 11 years old but I was so excited to see what you know Mm -hmm. what was waiting for me on the other side you know I came over here and I remember it was it was quite hard because obviously when I was studying in Hong Kong in Macau, I don't look very Asian. It's, <laughs> as true. You know. it's true. because your mother she was. <laughs> my Asian, mother right? no. When well, my father is uh, Chinese and Portuguese, okay. that's why we are from Macau yeah. and Hong Kong. My father's um, from my father. Sorry, my grandfather's from Hong Kong, um, and my grandmother's from Macanese from Macau. So, my father is, um, you know, is from, is the mix. And then my mother is from England.
0: Oh, she was English. So, she's
1: yeah. British. Okay. Um, so, you know, so when I was growing up in Macau, as you can imagine, I went to a Chinese school. I didn't even go to an international school because my so family...
0: So, did you feel discriminated on the contrary? Oh country? my gosh. <laughs> oh, yes.
1: <laughs> yes, because, um, you know, with the way I look, I had brown hair, I had brown eyes and to be honest, I t- up until today, I'm very grateful for what my grandparents, you know, what the decision they made to send me to a traditional Chinese school and not an international school. Because, it's, because of that, you know, I was able to speak fluent Chinese. You know, if I went to an international school, yeah, I wouldn't have difficult. learned the language.
0: Sure.
1: Um, so I'm very grateful for them for that.
0: But for you it was challenging. But
1: it was because I was always, always, I, my sister and I were the only two girls in the school with brown hair. <laughs> and um, and yeah, and it, was, um, it was really hard. And I remember they never, ever accepted us. You know, I used to be called names all the time. And, and so when I was coming over to, to the UK to study, I thought, it finally, was yeah. I'm going to fit in. But unfortunately, there was a little problem there because I didn't speak English. so then I came to England really excited starting my school and the minute I opened my mouth I spoke Chinese so then again I had the other reverse (laughs) you know from the children here in the UK they just thought oh my gosh you know this girl (laughs) is so strange you know so um so yeah so I didn't feel I didn't fit in either way but anyway overall I was in I felt that actually pushed me to be determined because I learned English in six months.
0: Wow, six is <laughs> yes. really nothing. Well done.
1: Being here, I said to myself, I said, this is it. You know, this yeah. has to stop and I'm not going to have any more of this bullying again. <laughs> and, um, and I learned the language. I remembered my, um, you know, the teachers at school used to, I used to do extra English lessons instead of doing the normal English with the rest of the class. I think after a year I said to them, that's it, I want to join the other kids. I abandoned the extra English lessons and I end up even doing English GCSEs, and, you know, and well A-levels and, you know, so I was, I was proud of myself. And in a way, you know, sometimes, like you said, these things actually pushes you.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, difficulties uh, actually yeah. are a blessing many times. Exactly. Because they help you become stronger. Yeah and uh, overcoming challenges make you stronger exactly. because you understand that you can do that
1: yeah it's like you can they survive give you, yes exactly it's yeah. like they give you uh you know yeah. superpowers that you don't even think that you have and you know once the determination's there i was like that's it and and i was really yeah and i've i've after that I was so happy, you know, I felt it was like a whole new life for me. I'm sure here you
0: were also experiencing a new kind of freedom, because yeah. the society here is quite different from the traditional Chinese society.
1: Yes, oh, completely I know different. Chinese society is
0: still very conservative and patriarchal, correct? Mm. Especially your family, I guess, because it's such an established family and, uh, yeah. and the head of the family is a man, you know, with its, I mean, its age, or so. How was it, the, the it's, change?
1: Yes, I mean, I have to say definitely that was something that went, you know, very much within our family. I, mean, I felt that growing up as a child. Um yeah, you because know, you're a girl. Because I'm a girl. You My and, mom, sister and I were both girls. What and, happened?
0: Uh, they they um, were discriminating you because you weren't the, the man who could uh, be the heir? Of the well,
1: I think it's just expected the normal you know from what i understood because obviously you know i was still very young when i was there but yes you know we we did always have you know people saying i remember was constantly comments you know people say okay imagine what it would be like if you were boys you know my sister and i (laughs) and you know oh you know because we had lost our parents and because we were almost We were there but you know they were like oh imagine if you were boys what would your lives would be completely different if you were boys you know and we in a way i always felt like gosh is there something wrong with me you know already like my parents you know it's gone and you're telling me that oh if i was a boy my life would be completely different right now you know so then again i think gosh you know what have i done wrong you know is this something you know When you're so young, you just don't really understand. So you just listen to what people tell you. And because in your family, only
0: the men uh, run the company or at that
1: time, yes. But I think this is also normal for all other.
0: I mean, in Italy, it was the, the same. Yes. I tell you the truth, Italian yeah. uh, society is very patriarchal as well. But now it's changing
1: definitely. slowly, especially
0: if there are not men in the in the family, you know, who can keep on the business. So if there are girls and daughters, so they can mm-hmm. take on. But yeah, uh, it was quite the same.
1: Yeah. So absolutely. I mean, nowadays, um, things have definitely are. You know, it's not like that anymore. Um, you know, for example, even you know, with our family business, you know, my aunties are, you know, absolutely, you know, heading the business now, you know, so our family has even kind of changed a changed lot. Changed well. Yes. And they have moved at the time, but, you know, definitely when we were little, it was different. Th- it was different. And I think that's just, that was the way, you know, that was the tradition. And, you know, like I said, we even, you know, we, we, we used to call our grandfather a different name. You know, yeah, you than my me. cousin.
0: It's incredible, it's, yes. only because you were the daughters of the of son, of the son. Yes. and your cousins da- were the daughter, exactly. uh, this, uh, the children of the daughter.
1: Exactly. Incredible. So you would even call, address your grandparents uh, completely differently. You know, I always address my uh, my grandfather as Yeah uh, Yeah, Ye, okay. and uh, my cousin would address him as Gong Gong. So it's, completely different yeah. name, awards <laughs> Yeah. So it's all very. Yeah it's quite strange you know I, I find it all and this is it still a tradition
0: or do you think it's changing or uh, is still quite common in, the, in China
1: I think it's uh-huh. still the tradition to be honest because I haven't been living there for so many years now so, so I'm not know. sure but I mean I know definitely it's not as mm. how it used to be you know with okay. the the generations and new uh-huh. modern generations and things are moving you know becoming more and more free yeah.
0: Okay, so here in the UK, what did you study?
1: In the UK, what I studied, um, well, first I studied fashion. So after I graduated, I studied fashion. In which institute? I was studying in uh, London College of Fashion. So I was actually studying um, a part time degree because I thought, oh, you know, if I work at the same time, then I would uh, be able to get my career, take, you know, yeah, off much quicker. So that was my theory when I was eighteen. <laughs> um, so I was working. Um, I was working for Jasper Conran, Yves Laurent, and and I remember at one point I was doing a PR for Mary Claire as well as a fashion assistant. So I was doing all this while I was doing my fashion um, degree. Yes. And um, but then there was just one problem I found. Like I was constantly, I was adding a lot of, you know stones and beading in my dresses. And, you know, the more, (laughs) the more I was kind of, um, the more I was thinking about it, the more I realized that actually, you know, my true calling was jewelry. So, uh, so yeah. So then I decided to go back into, um, studying and I, um, then I trained as, um, as a designer and a goldsmith. And then after that, I went to Antwerp and I trained as a, a gemologist and a diamond grader.
0: Amazing. And you started immediately your own company or did you start working for someone else?
1: I started immediately. I don't know why. I think I was so nervous (laughs) about not having enough time um, to to do what I need to do. So I thought, well, I can't waste any more time because I've already, you know, spent all this, you know, four or five years in fashion. So and I did also think, you know, I had a lot of work experience in fashion. So, you know, that work would translate into jewelry for me. Mm. And
0: how did you fund your company at the beginning? Did you have help from your family? Or did you have some money on your own? Or you asked for help to a bank? Tell me a little bit more, more practically.
1: So I, um, I actually started off my company um, with, I had a little bit of money left over from my parents. Um, as you know, you know they of passed course, away. Yeah. I mean, they were only 30 years old when they passed away. So you can imagine it wasn't, you know, when you're in your thirties, you don't have that much savings. (laughs) Um, but you know, so with the little bit of money out, I received from them, I wanted to, to do something for myself. So that was why I used to start my business. Um, And so you
0: you really, really believed in yourself because this is what it doesn't mean, you know, being an entrepreneur and starting a business, especially, you know, using the only money that you have. So it's great.
1: Yeah, this
0: calling, you know, because many people, I think they're scared, so they don't even try. Were you scared when you started?
1: Oh, absolutely. I was very scared because, you know, I have this whole feeling inside that what if it doesn't work out? And, you know, believe me, and for years and years it wasn't working out.
0: I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know, I, I know. It's, oh, and, you it's know, sad. I had accountants and people saying to me, as you know, to start a jewelry company, you know, it just bleeds money from the day one. You know, the investment you have to put in and
0: because you have to buy the gems. First you of have all. to,
1: yes. And the the, 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 the making, the, the making, you know, the high investment. Mm-hmm. You know you put in on the materials um and it was like just i was just putting in and in and in and then you know it just became more and more and more <laughs> and then you start thinking my gosh everyone around me was saying sarah you know you can't but then inside of me was like i can't give up you know so
0: some people were telling you oh, to stop yes
1: absolutely everyone to... you know oh
0: yeah everyone
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know and i just have this fire inside of me and just keep saying I just can't give this up because I don't know if it would just mean that I'm a failure you know in and I just couldn't and I Because you are so talented, (laughs) sir. No, seriously,
0: you are. I mean, I love jewellery and uh, I know many, many firms. And as you know, I love your design. I love what you do. Uh, So I'm really great. You didn't give up. Uh, (laughs) I'm really happy. I'm glad about that.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So, yes, I mean, it was a, a tough, tough journey. I started off with, you know, I was running the office in my one bedroom apartment in London. I had start. Oh my one gosh, staff. we all start <laughs>
0: from our bedrooms or
1: living yes. rooms or the garage. As exactly, a exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so we, you know. I
0: did the same.
1: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, uh, you know, remember my, uh, my husband, obviously my boyfriend at the time, you know, we would. Uh, he was helping you. He was helping me. But, you know, literally, um, I mean, my bedroom was the operating office and I have um, a colleague that she will come in every day and we'll work together just the two of us and in evenings you know the sofa bed is out in the bedroom and that would be where we sleep (laughs) and this went on for I think a good four years into the first four years of the business
0: did you have revenues during the first four years or no Mm,
1: a little I mean, I have to say when you first start the jewelry business um, a lot of it is on sale return when you give sure. it to shops you know so you have to really kind of invest a lot of money into stock and be prepared to give it to the retailers and have them give it to them for on, on they a sale only pay
0: you when, when they, they, they sell, sell. not exact, upfront.
1: not upfront. so you know obviously because there's a risk for them as yeah. well and they like to make sure that the brand is going to be able to sustain themselves and be long enough you know to to be around you know for long enough before they would start investing in you
0: sure
1: um so really the test is is can you get through that period um yeah you're right yeah so yeah. that's really what they saw about
0: and you started also finding private clients by yourself or no or you were um, only selling through retailers
1: at that time i was only selling through retailers so i was building kind of mainly in the uk Um, And then slowly after a few years, we started having actual first orders from retailers and paid orders.
0: (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Finally. But
1: you can imagine, you know, the investment that has gone into the company already. It's a lot. Um, So, yeah, so we started uh, slowly, slowly building. And, you know, at one point, you know, I think we were operating with about, you know, 50 stockists around the UK. Um, so the business we're going, but it's still a very hard, jewellery is very hard, you know, it's not There is easy. a lot of
0: competition. It's a lot of Especially competition. Especially in London. I'm, I'm really shocked about how many jewellery designers yeah. there are in
1: London. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, um, you know, it's, it's very hard and it's very hard to, to make sure that you stand out as well. And I think maybe in a way that I took my jewellery business so seriously because, you know, in a way I was growing as a person. As my business was growing Uh, and I really feel that you know my business looking back at it now it forced me to do so many things that it was out of my comfort zone and I truly believe that if I didn't have the business I probably wouldn't know where I'm right now you know with my childhood with my growing up you know I used to be petrified to even speak you know, I couldn't even. You know, if I was in a classroom and I had to stand up and say something, I my voice goes. Oh,
0: because
1: I couldn't you're even very talk. introvert, right? I was so, so this introvert. is your natural. You know, I wasn't. You know, I never spoke at home. Never said a word to anyone. So, you know, when I started doing my business, I had to do talks. I had to do interviews. I had to stand up in front of people yeah. and give presentations. And out of any challenges in my life. It's probably the one thing I could say from what happened to you know, to me as a person is what pushed me and just made me come out of myself and just force me to be a better version of myself all the time and just keep reminding that I can do these things.
0: I really love it, <laughs> seriously, yeah. So um, being an entrepreneur really changed you. Oh, absolutely a better person it also helped you growing your confidence you know yeah
1: absolutely you know it's it wasn't even like and like just the designing and I know I love my designing and and I know I'm doing the right thing when I design because although sometimes a business is not going well and things are like oh and then you always question yourself I question myself all the time going, is this really what I should be doing? Oh my gosh, am I good at this, you know? Like, oh, when is it gonna happen for me? You know, why is it happening for everyone else and not me? You know, you ask these questions all the time and and you think, oh, maybe I should just pack it up, you know, and just give up, you know, better than, you know, than things, I don't know, you know, than losing all the money and then nothing comes, you know, comes from it. But then, you know, I would go and I would design and every time I design, You know, I automatically have these butterflies in my stomach and I just know from the inside that this this is is what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: This is your passion in life. Yeah,
1: and I have to be patient. I just have to be patient and I know one day, like I said before, this little voice that's always inside of me, one day it will happen for me.
0: You're already quite successful. I mean, you are on the cover of Tatler in (laughs) Hong Kong. You have clients all over the world. I know you have many clients in Bahrain, of course in Hong Kong. I hope in Macau. I hope your family is buying (laughs) your jewellery, seriously, because it's it's just
1: stunning. Thank you, thank you. No, no, I mean, they they are definitely helping me um, here and there, definitely.
0: But, you know, I'm quite surprised to hear that you are a self-made entrepreneur because at the beginning, you know, not knowing you, I thought actually you were kind of the daughter of, you know what, that your family did everything for you. But now uh, mm-hmm. I learned the opposite, that you are actually someone who really made it because you wanted to make it. Uh, you, you could have easily stayed there at home, you know, without working, I guess, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I think... I've always been quite stubborn as a person as well. And I think because of what happened to me in my childhood and losing my parents, in a way I kind of, you know, you don't know who to blame for that. And I think I almost blamed money for it. I always felt that the reason why I'm having all this almost like, you call it like a... That's
0: interesting. Yeah,
1: like curses, not even curses, but these bad things happen to me. I understand. I always believe that it's... um,
0: Because of the wealth of your family, yeah, you thought it was kind of... It could be that.
1: And so I spent, my gosh, my kind of early 20s running away from money. I didn't want anything to do with money. I ran away. I pretended to be someone I'm not. You know, I never told anyone a word about who I am, you know, which family I came from or what was... And And I just really felt that, you know, it's the money that's what has caused my pain yeah. in life.
0: It can be a burden. It's true. It's a burden. People maybe don't think that, but yeah. uh, it's true when they say especially money don't make uh, happiness. Uh, it's true. It
1: doesn't. So, um, so I think you know, especially when I kind of started my company, I was determined and I really wanted to do this on my own. I wanted to show to them that, you know, not only just to my family, but even just, you know, to myself that I can do this, you sure. know, and and maybe I don't make a lot, you know, and maybe, you know, obviously it took a long time for it to get to and where you're I also want a mother. to mother.
0: You're also a mother. I know you take care of your children very much. And it takes time, you it know, takes time, so yeah. you're not like a full time entrepreneur, like 20 hours per day. Well, That's Let, exactly. let's say the truth. But this is the beauty of life, you know, and I think this is uh, why, you know, mothers, entrepreneurs are good, because they can be flexible. They can be both. And eventually, when your children will grow up, you will have more time to work and uh, and think more about the revenues of your company. Yeah. But also, you know, I don't value people and entrepreneurs only on money. I don't like this. You know, it's mm. not uh, about how many millions or billions you, you make. No. It's about the idea you had. It's about the way you run your business. It's about yeah. how you treat your employees. You know, it's about the message you give. It's about how much you give back to society.
1: Absolutely. And I, I know completely that, agree with yeah. you. Yeah. And yeah.
0: I know you're also a really good philanthropist, so every time you can, you help charities. I know because we are together <laughs> in few committees. Mm. And this is great, you know, because you could easily uh, don't think about other people, but actually you are always open and willing to give something. So this is. Thank you. <laughs> no, seriously, this makes you. <laughs> A really great human being you know so this is what that va- gives you value you know it's mm. not only the money you make seriously it's not it's
1: not I mean I think for me now from growing up with the money and seeing that side of life and where I am now with my life with my children I couldn't be more grateful for what I have I'm sure and it really shows I, I the first part of my life I have the money but no love there was no parents there was no affection you know yeah. probably all i wanted was a, a hug at night that was all to now i have a beautiful family you know and i wouldn't even begin to swap for any i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure for any you right. you know i would yeah. much rather have less money and be yeah. comfortable and be healthy and have just what I have right now which is the love of my family and you know I I feel like I'm reliving my childhood through my kids of and course. I think that's what is every day I wake up and it's like I've been given a second chance and I can't you know and, and believe me I was very afraid when I first when my daughter was born because yeah. I, I never had an example So I didn't really know what to do and I remember like every time my every time you know she wanted something or she hurt herself or you know i would or she start crying i would immediately pass her to the to my husband or my mother-in-law and they're like sarah why i'm like well you you guys are better than me you know i was just so afraid to even i didn't know what to do and i remember my mother-in-law saying to me gosh you know sarah just like there is no rule to being a good mother you don't need to have an example to show you what to do you have
0: to follow your heart
1: exactly she said the only thing you have to do is to kiss your baby and love her or him and that's all you have to do it's simple and they will be sure to grow up to be perfect amazing human beings and i was really surprised and i'll never forget that and that's all i've done you know i don't know if i'm doing the right thing or the wrong thing because like i said i have no mod you know i have no idea you know i've never known but all i'm doing is just loving them and kissing them and through them I'm healing as well as a person. I'm
0: sure, <laughs> this is so beautiful what you said, you're sure <laughs> healing, just growing with your children and being yeah. a mother.
1: Mm. I think sometimes, you know, everyone has had difficulties or sometimes people, people have bad childhoods mm. and you know you could either kind of, you know, take that with you and keep it in the bottom of your heart and you know, and then just kind of lock it and, and and block everything in life. Or otherwise, I think, you know, you can use that. Yeah. And like I said, I've used this and I see it as, you know, this is not what I want for my children. Sure. And then I almost kind of decide how I want them to have their childhood. Sure. I want to give them everything that I've never had.
0: Sure.
1: So, you know, it's, it's really just, for me, I find, you know, it's just turning a negative into a positive.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> and I, I really appreciate what you said about you know, not needing that crazy amount of money in order to be happy. Because you don't need a private jet, you don't need a no, private yacht, no. you, know, you don't need the Ferrari. If you have, it's fine, okay? Yeah, yeah. But it's not necessary in order to be happy.
1: No, mm-hmm. love is the... <laughs> it's the number one thing that i think everyone needs and you yeah. know almost people take it for granted sometimes because we is are the born with the love of parents you know but sometimes it's we don't true. realize how much that shapes you as a person
0: yeah no no i, I totally agree with you <laughs> it's fundamental the first it's thing is love yes. then you can put on top uh, you know the rest mm-hmm. but definitely it's love yeah so <laughs> no, this is beautiful seriously. Thank you. I, I hope many people can you know relate uh, and, uh, and feel the same things uh, that you felt because unfortunately you know many people go through losing their parents when they're children
1: yeah absolutely and, and I you know I think it's just important to kind of Break the habit, you know, just because you have some bad experience doesn't mean that you you need to continue that with your children, you know, you can change history, you can change anything, you know, just because you don't have love doesn't mean that your children needs to be brought up the same way that you did, you know, you can decide and give them something completely different.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And what about your uh, relationship with Macau and Hong Kong? Do you go back often?
1: Yes, I do actually. I go back um, about two times a year mm, because I have businesses there as well. So um, you have clients there. We have clients there. Um, I started um, selling in Asia about four years ago now. It's a good market, Asia. Yes, for yeah, it is definitely, definitely. So I have a, I have a good clientele there, and also it's nice. I go back and I see my auntie, you know, and some family members, and I do love going to Hong Kong. Like I have to say. Because I you love my home. food. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it, it is my home. It is my home, and it doesn't matter how much I am here. And I know, obviously, I am, you know, British as well. But I, that's where I grew up, and um, and uh, I love everything there, and especially the food.
0: <laughs> how is change in Chinese culture? What do you think nowadays? How how, how it's becoming compared to the past?
1: I think it's definitely uh, changing, you know, for sure. Um, Like I said, you know, with a lot of the, you know, even just society. And it's just the whole, even for me feeling like as a family, I feel, you know, the traditions are moving and things are becoming more and more open than it used to be. Um, I think, yeah, you know, it's definitely has moved forward. Mm.
0: And what about your routine as a successful entrepreneur, I'm always intrigued by the routine of uh, my, you know, <laughs> because uh, I think that makes a difference, you know, in the life of our own person. What so, do you do? How is your normal, <laughs> typical day?
1: Right. So uh, I wake up in the mornings. Uh, we wake up around seven because then I have to get the kids ready. Sam is your
0: Italian husband. With my Italian husband. it adorable.
1: Yes, I mean, he's he's definitely my rock. You know, I have to say I have been blessed with amazing things in life. And he's one of them, you know, he really is. You know, And we've been together, you know, since I was 22 years old.
0: You're lucky. Very, very, very
1: lucky. So I said, you know, I have been looked after by my guardian angels um, in that sense. Um, so yeah, so we wake up in every morning and you know, he's a a lovely husband, he helps out with everything. You know, we do everything half and half at home. That's great. You know, it's never like, you know, I go home and then I have to, actually, he cooks the dinner for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're lucky. I'm very
1: lucky. (laughs) (laughs) So you eat Italian every day? No, he cooks everything actually, he's a very good cook as well, so I'm very lucky. So yeah, so we wake the kids up, get them ready get them to school, and then after that we have breakfast. Um, either I go to the office, uh, to the showroom, or otherwise uh, I work from home. Um, and then depending what meetings we have, I try to I try to then always want to get home in time to pick up the kids from school. Yeah. So I try to at least three times a week to pick them up. Um, and, um, and then after school, the kids come home, Uh, They have to do their homework, and then my husband cooks dinner. Sometimes I kind of continue working uh, in my office. Some
0: kind of meditation and training.
1: Yes, you're right. Completely forgot about all that. (laughs) (laughs) I do actually. Yes. So, um, so we I train with my husband as well um, together. So I've actually. I know he
0: loves martial arts. He loves
1: training. He's absolutely yeah. like if my husband doesn't train then i have to actually push him to the gym to train because he starts to get yeah. fidgety <laughs> too much energy and i'm the same <laughs> so
0: i understand him yeah
1: so um so yeah so we train together as well so he trains me because he actually he used to um, he used to do personal training okay. as well so
0: he
1: coached so he trains okay. me but unfortunately that's probably the time when we argue the most. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> when he trains. Um so yeah, so especially this year as well. I'm starting 2020 with um training every day. Okay. So this <laughs> is your
0: real solution. That's my exactly.
1: To. Uh because I do get I'm sure as every other, you know, everyone else, once you get busy and, you know, traveling and then you just start to get lazy. Um with the training. But yeah, so I do that. I also meditate as well. So that's I do good. really believe in the meditation.
0: How many minutes you can meditate every day?
1: I do around 10 minutes.
0: That's good. That's around a, 10
1: minutes yeah. a day. Um, and I think actually that's really helped me. This is something I only just started probably about three years ago. And I have to say, like, I would like to be someone who's kind of, I could do it better. You mm. know, I go through stages, you know. I do have days where I missed here and there, but, you know, sometimes... Um, you it, know i do, really do my helps. best then of yeah. course of
0: course we're we are not machines we're not robots so i'm sure you have your days when you can't really do everything. exactly
1: exactly but yeah that, that's
0: that's what you try to do the most of your time and, exactly. and that's important you know i think mm. uh, that gives you anyway the type of routine that is healthy and it exactly. keeps also your mental you know health mm-hmm. stable because mm-hmm. it's, it's when you're so stressed you know as an entrepreneur as a mother you have so many responsibilities so we need time to de-stress we need time to breathe
1: absolutely and
0: you know release the stress yeah because we're humans you know it's uh, stress really kills people i completely agree
1: i mean i've heard this um you know last year i think when i was listening to a podcast on meditation and it was really true, you know, they said, um, you know, you wouldn't leave the house without having a shower. So why would you wake yeah. up in the morning and not meditate? Because meditation is, in a way, it's like you're cleansing yourself off the stress. Yeah. So you're releasing the stress. Yeah. So if you don't meditate, you're just going to keep building and building and building, which is, that's when it becomes it's toxic. unhealthy it's and toxic. toxic. Yeah,
0: you change the chemistry of your body. Exactly. The stress so is really a killer. The first killer... No, meditation is really important. Uh, it's also time for yourself. Mm-hmm. You really keep time for yourself, but even training is the same, you know yes. me, I, I don't I don't take meetings, or anything you know when I know that I have to train for me yes. it's the most important thing because You're it's exactly good like for my myself.
1: Husband. Yeah yeah,
0: I don't care, you know I, yes. I just say I'm busy. Because mm. many people, they don't really understand if if they hear that you're going to, you know, your gym or your academy, in my case, yeah. they think, oh, it's not so important, you know, you mm. could do this, you could... But for me, it's the opposite way around. Because first thing is that I'm healthy, I'm strong, I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm like this, I can be a better mother. I yeah. can be a better entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, you know? no, you're completely right. And, you know, I, I feel differently When when I've trained and that's something that, you know, my husband's always said to me, you know, sometimes when I'm really stressed and he's like, Sarah, you need to start training. Yeah. And it's really, it's true. It's true. But, you know, I admire you, um, you know, with your Brazilian (laughs) jiu-jitsu. You should try, Sarah. I know. You know, I'm... You actually could be very proud of me. Actually, I've started doing some sparring with my husband at home. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so, you know, just good. gentle. He's teaching me gentle boxing here and I there. I hope it's gentle yes. because it's much bigger than you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, um, you know, so I, I'm definitely, I think, to be honest with you, it's very important as well for, yeah. you know, for, Box for girls amazing, to know yeah, exactly. But even a self-defense, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. very important. So this is definitely on my 2020 list as well.
0: That's great. things
1: that I, I really would like to do is to definitely pick up a type of boxing. Mm. I like that.
0: <laughs> Good. Well done. Thank well, you. So now it's the time of the final five questions that okay. I asked you, everyone. <laughs> Please try to answer as fast as you can. And mm-hmm. of course, tell us the truth. So which okay. is the one thing that people would never guess about you just by looking at
1: you? I think immediately comes to mind is that I speak fluent Cantonese (laughs) (laughs) because it normally just scares people the minute I open my mouth you know so yes (laughs) what did you learn from
0: your last relationship that in your case is your husband
1: what have I learned from him Uh, he's taught me I think one of the most important thing is just to believe in myself and learn to say no it's very important he is so good at saying no and not allowing people to take advantage of him. And I have really that has been a quality that I have lacked my whole life. I'm very afraid of telling people, you know, saying no to people. And so he's that's kind of the number one most important thing I've learned from anyone, especially from him, is that. That's great.
0: (laughs) Which is your spirit animal?
1: Wow. Um, oh. Horse. We love horses. I think horses are very <laughs> hardworking, humble, and you know, I'm actually the year of the horse. So oh, the Chinese. Yes. The other <laughs> I'm a rabbit. Are you a rabbit? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, if you were a superhero,
1: which would be your superpower? To have the ability to heal people's hearts. Oh, <laughs> sweet! <laughs> I love that. It's totally you.
0: (laughs) And last one. Mm. Which is the meaning of life?
1: To be happy. Absolutely. To be happy uh, within yourself. Be happy in your own skin. And be happy with what you have. I think that's the most important. Be grateful with what you have. Also, it's very Mm. important.
0: If you're not grateful, you can't be really
1: happy. No, exactly.
0: That's lovely. (laughs) Thank Thank you, you. Sarah, for being here. Thank you so much for for having me.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy
0: you live in London now.
1: I know. I'm (laughs) happy you live in London now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So I will wait for you here or eventually we could have uh, a session of Unleashed in Hong Kong together. Yes,
1: definitely. Definitely. Can't wait to, you know, update you with the next stage of my life.
0: Thank you for watching Unleash the Game Changers. I hope you liked Sarah. Please leave comments, let me know what do you think and also let me know who do you think I might interview next time. I love to present to you guests who are very different and coming from different backgrounds. So let me know, I'm really open to all kinds of suggestions. And of course, if you like this content, don't forget to subscribe because it's very important for me if you do so. And last thing, share with all your friends via all your social media. Make this content viral. And see you soon to the next episode. Bye.